Welcome to the seventh edition of the Exact Target Developer Podcast. I'm Roger Brinkley, and in this edition of the podcast, we'll do a feature interview with Jess Warren on social media and web development. But before we get that, we'll turn first to the news. And in the news, if you haven't seen it yet, the Journey Builder data sheet is now available. It's uh, posted on the Exact Target blog, and we have a link in the show notes that'll be able to point you to that particular data sheet and where you can download that. Great opportunity to see what's in Journey Builder and uh, possibilities on how you might be able to use that. Turning now to the events sections, and in the events sections on March 19th, the Toronto Exact Target community, Kelly Andrews will be talking about AMP scripts and APIs. On March 25th, the Indianapolis Developer Meetup, they'll be talking about AMP scripts and APIs there as well. Uh, April 8th, the Denver Exact Target community, uh, I'll be doing a talk about the product roadmaps. And then on April 17th, the Indianapolis Exact Target community, Kelly Andrews will be doing another talk about AMP scripts and data extensions. Turning now to our feature interview, and a couple of weeks ago, I had an opportunity to speak to Jess Wern, who is with AMS Media Group, about um, her insights uh, in using social media and web development in uh, developing and managing effective marketing strategies. So let's turn directly into that interview. Jess, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, because you haven't been on the show before, and uh, some people don't know who Jess is and, and who AMS is. So tell us a little bit about both of them. My background is I um, did a master's degree a few years back now, um, which specialized in social media marketing, looking particularly at musicians. But that got me really into um, social media as a marketing tool all the way back in 2010. And so I came to AMS as a part of that sort of drive to improve my marketing expertise. AMS itself um, began its life as a media agency and still is very much a media agency. So planning and buying advertising is the main thing that we do. But we have expanded into social media and ECRM. So we have used Exact Target for the last couple of years to really expand that aspect of the business. Um, and we also look at data as well. And we also have a data analysis aspect of that as well. We are based in London and King's Cross. We have a huge broad spectrum of pl- clients. I, As I said, I work on the social media team and the direct clients that I have on social media are a tea company, a property maintenance, um, and who we mainly use Exact Target for is Showcase Cinemas, uh, who are a cinema brand in the UK and in the US. Well, we mainly focus on the on the US and we manage all their email communication through Exact Target as well as um, managing their social media strategy as well in-house and all their media. Um, Exact Target's really good for that client because obviously it covers a lot of a lot of corners and, uh, and we can do a lot with them. Are you on the developer side of the house or are you on the uh, marketing side of the house? Well, actually, my nickname in AMS is Jet of All Trades because I have, whilst my main area of expertise and focus is social media. I have um, a web development background in that I really geekily, the most geekiest thing is I taught myself HTML and PHP and SQL uh, on the sidelines. I kind of got briefed into working in the exact target APIs in addition to my my day-to-day job really to help AMS out in in how we can the best way we can manage the data in exact target so that's really why I've got a web development aspect as well I forget about that but because it is really just a hobby it's not really my main my main line of work um, even though I love it and I would 
love to do it more. We use the phrase renaissance, man. You're really a renaissance woman then and, and the aspect of being able to do all kinds of trades there. Yeah, it's it's quite good fun. It's, it's brilliant because you get to see the whole user journey. Whereas, you know, I've got with colleagues, you know, whilst we're such an open, we're an open plan um, company, so everything's available to everybody but it's really good fun to see the whole process and you know I joke about my client showcase cinemas is I have actually worked on every single department of them I have bought media for them I have worked on their social media I've worked and I've sent emails for them and I've developed APIs and programs for them as well so and apps and stuff so it's like I I do it's, it's really good that I can um cover the whole the whole spectrum but it is also i need to focus sometimes and web development is just the the hobby you describe this as web development just being the hobby do you see a lot of of marketers having to have more of this technical background now if not anything just to understand what is programmatically possible absolutely and especially in in where we're working it's I look at it completely from a technical perspective and we have creative guys, we have creative thinkers who will have the most amazing idea um, and I'm kind of the, the big bad wolf who brings it back down to earth and say, well, actually, technically, I don't think we'd be able to do that um, or technically, yeah, that's a really good idea. We, we can use X, Y and Z. Marketers as, as a whole, yes, absolutely need to, to have at least a broad idea of what's doable and how web the web works and how certain aspects and certain applications work purely so that they do know what is doable. Let's go the opposite direction. What do developers need to know about marketers? <laughs> they need to know. They need to be patient, I think, is the main thing. Um, because this technology, the, the whole industry is moving so quickly, especially when it comes to technology, that there are there are times when you know the technology is moving faster than the marketers and the marketers are moving faster than the technology and um we just need to be patient with each other really i think is is the is the key with it you know we explaining things over and over again if needs be because we're both trying to get to the same to the same point of a happy client and happy customers and looking for the possibilities of way things can happen uh, on both sides of the fence well you know we could do this how about if we do that type of thing do you see a lot of that happening absolutely and it's so much fun being in those conversations where it's where you suddenly get that light bulb moment of oh my goodness we could actually create something like that and it is completely doable and um, creating an app that is you know in a small space of time that will do exactly what we want it to do and will get the customers happy. And, and it is, it's a wonderful, wonderful moment when everybody kind of their eyes light up and say, yes, we can, we can create that and we can do that. And the marketers are happy, you know, the creative, the creative thinkers and the strategists are happy and the tech, the tech guys are happy. It's a really, really nice feeling. I can imagine, you know, we talk about um, developer street cred. I can imagine you have a little bit of marketing street cred as well. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I suppose so. I think working on on all sides, I think it's quite it's uh, the the technic the technology and the strategy do go hand in hand. So maybe that does that does make me kind of special. Let's talk a little bit about the ET APIs. Tell me which ones you're using, what's been successful, and, and kind, of, kind of go along the lines of uh, exploring what you guys have done. Well, it, was, it started way back when, when we first um, started using Exact Target, And we have a database that has various different mailing lists. Um, and people might be opted into both mailing lists or whatever. So they just got a preference. And so it was really, it's how can we manage their preferences? 
Um, we also really wanted to automate the whole data import, and we didn't have as much experience in the exact target user interface. So the APIs that I started using essentially were direct the APIs um, in PHP because that's my that's my language, um, which the data extension APIs. So I downloaded the SDK, I looked at the the data extension APIs, I kind of researched a little bit on SOAP and to figure out exactly what the calls were doing, and we started with just a user interface to manage the preferences. And then I've created um, a, con a connection between our own database where we have a lot of data, um, a lot of subscriber data, but other user data um, that we don't put into exact target. And um, I've now got that, that I've set up the API to communicate to both. So check the database for whatever user information we're, we're, we need to put into exact target and put it into exact target or you know, if a user changes their information, their address, their preferred cinema, their, you know, even their, their mailing preferences for whichever data extension we're sending to, um, we are interacting with them. Again, if they have unsubscribed from one particular preference, but not from another, then we will, or emailing campaign, we will go back and um, we will, we will put them into the exclusion lists as well. Are you doing everything programmatically or are you using some of the uh, the product, uh, the exact target product sets in combination with the APIs? The APIs specifically are used to interact with the database on a user level. So if we have a particular user that has requested something directly to us or directly through the website or through a different channel than exact target, we are using those APIs to access that data and put it into exact target. The main importing, the main data importing, we do use the the user interface within Exact Target, um, and we use the Automation Studio um, as well, and to import and export bulk data, so that we can uh, analyze it on um, our own local level. Um, but the APIs are for the user specifics, managing the user preferences. Now, when we first started talking, you were talking about email and social media. How are you using social media for your outreach? The way that we're using social social media for the marketing is really is is talking to our our fans. We're not actually going out on social media to actively sell cinema tickets or um, actively sell products, we are going out there to interact and engage with the fans on the more user-friendly level. Working with a cinema is a fantastic um, way to do that because you don't need to say, go to our cinema on Friday. All you do is saying, are you excited about seeing this next big movie? And fans will interact with it and they are excited about it. But we're not actively selling something. We're talking to people about something that they're actually really interested in. So we use social media for that perspective. With the emailing, it is a little bit more of, do you want to go to the cinema on Friday? And we send out the show times to say, look, this is what this is what's showing. We don't generally do that on Facebook as much. Is there an interaction based upon somebody who is looking at a Facebook uh, page and or, or some action that they're taking to be able to say, oh, this person might be interested in coming on Friday? We look at the engagement. So the number of likes, comments and shares that each post gets. We do have competition. So we look at how many entries they've had. We actually do have a revenue tracker that we we do track revenue based on all the links to we, we put up booking links to all the movies we do track you know the number of clicks and how much revenues we made from those but that's really just more for an analytical side it's not to look at the direct return on investment even though we can it's, it's much more for a comparison so we have loyalty schemes and we have all that loyalty scheme data we have all the emailing data so putting all three aspects together so we can look at purchases we can look at the emails and the engaged e 
um, engagement in email and engagement in social and we can put them all together and analyze it that way and that's really what we do to track the ROI in, in social media is really just to put it next to the other channels and seeing which is working for which aspect. And that really provides you with this one-to-one -one digital marketing that you're looking for. Absolutely. And it's, it's fantastic that we're able to get all that data. And um, it's only really in the last year or so that we've actually, you know, the light bulb's gone off and said, yes, we have all this data and we're able to look at it and make sense of exactly what's working. And I recently did a an analysis of number of purchases, number of loyalty card swipes versus the most popular links on on Facebook and making sure that they coincide. And then we know what sort of genre people are looking for our loyalty scheme. We ask them what their favorite genre is. So we can see if that's, if they're actually going to comedy films that they've said are their favorite, or if they're actually liking comedy films that they said that they're favorite. We, we have all that data that we can look at. It's fantastic. How much data are you talking about? It's not massive. It's, well, it's different aspects of data, really. We've got, um, with social media, obviously, we can't look at specifically specific users because we, we can't get that, you know, we can't really access on a personal level without, you know, asking their permission. So on Facebook, it's the number of clicks over a period of time and certain movies. So we're looking at like maybe 50 odd movies. Then our database is roughly 700,000, I believe now and growing, um, which is great. Our emailing, you know, who we actually email out to is just about half of that half of that we then have purchases as well so we also have the data for purchases and i really can tell you the, the numbers for that um the yeah the amount of data we've got for all the purchases that we have like online purchases and swipes of of loyalty cards etc so what hasn't worked for you from an api perspective from an exact target perspective you know kind of what's lacking or what what was missing or, or you tried something and it's like oh man this is just not working for me um we think actually there's, there's a couple of aspects that we it's taken us a while to get really get used to and the queries was one of them because from a technical perspective i can almost see how exact target is working and i can see whether how the queries are useful but because it's not exactly like typing your sql query into your sql database because you are limited with what you can do getting the the exact data that you're expecting to get out was a bit of a challenge um and it does is a bit of a trial and error aspect the other challenge that we've got with exact target with the apis was the mass import and i did speak to some lovely tech guys in exact target to say look I want to do a mass import using the API. And they, they did say, actually, it's going to be quicker for you to do it directly using the user interface and automation studio, which is what we've done. And it's absolutely fine that we can do that now. I think with our challenge and exact target is that we do have the data very separately to what we're putting into exact target. Our challenge and our objective is to really sync that data together. So it's not so much of a challenge of extracting what we want from exact target extracting what we want from our database and and deciding what we're going to do with it actually putting it together under one roof essentially or syncing it and mirroring the two databases and, and playing with it on, on both sides jess thank you so much for joining the show okay thank you very much turning now to the what school segment and if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Kevin Parkinson on and he was talking about font icons and the layering techniques that they're going to be implementing in fuel ux 
And we had an opportunity this last week. Uh, a couple of um, guys were sitting around some emails uh, displaying some of those that are on Stack Icons. So I uh, kind of included that in the show notes. Go take a look at Stack Icons and see how they're working and how cool they're really going to be when that, that comes out in Fuel UX. Well, thanks for listening to the seventh edition of the Exact Target Developer Podcast. I'm Roger Brinkley, and send your feedback to podcast at exacttarget.com.